0: What's up, guys? My name is James. And this is Nick. And this is the Then and Now Sports Podcast. So I'm just going to like lay out what we're going to talk, say and talk about, because we have a very excited co-host on the other end right now. So <laughs> you know wh- it. what we're going to be about is pretty much we're going to put on podcasts about what's going on today and then dive into some older stuff and moments that happen in sports. Whether it's just a a playoff game that happened, if it's a whole season, something dysfunctional, maybe something great happened. Or if it's like a playoff series or something, we're going to try to dive into those.
1: Okay, and as far as where to find us and social media is concerned, um, we have a Twitter account, at ThenNowSports. We have an Instagram account, TNN Sports. And we're also working on getting a Facebook and getting our website Out, which will be then thenandnowsports.com. So with all that out of the way, I got to bring it up. KD signed with the Nets today. Oh,
0: wow. I I thought you were going to bring up JJ
1: Redick to the Pelicans. That's also a big move. I would like to talk about that. But KD, Kyrie, can't forget DeAndre Jordan too, all signed with the Nets today. And I am a big Nets fan. And all I've heard for the past few weeks is just... The Knicks, the Knicks, we're gonna sign KD. Um, um, the Nets have no shot because they're gonna want to play for the Mecca, and, and we'll talk about that later. But uh, I'll let James get his thoughts in before before we get to that. Well, I mean, I really didn't think this was gonna
0: happen. Like, I, it just never crossed my mind that they were actually seriously considering the Nets. And something I want to get into is uh, the final the. The finality of that uh, Celtics Nets trade, which happened all the way back in 2013, pretty much finally played at, played uh, uh, got to its ending. So the Nets give up. Here are three names that they ended up giving up as a result for all those draft picks they they lost: Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Jason Tatum, and Colin Sexton. Now they gave up all this for a season of Paul Pierce. One and a half season of Kevin Garnett, a half a season of Jason Terry, and they got one playoff went out of one playoff series went out of that. So I just don't understand how they end up being in a better position than the Celtics after all that shit goes down. You lose Brown, Tatum, and I mean who knows how Sexton's gonna be, but those are guys who could have been the face of your franchise. Now you end up with Kevin Durant, who you know, was on a, a, just a ridiculous run to end before he got hurt, of course. It's just crazy how this played out to me. That's
1: that's yeah. the takeaway I got from this. Um, Like, again, like a lot of people are making this just about the Knicks. I kind of did with the intro, but you got to give credit to Sean Marks, man. In three years, he has done an absolutely incredible job with a horrible position he went into in 2016. He picked up players that nobody wanted. He built an organization that was respectable in every way. And he basically, like the most important part of it all, he got players to buy into the Nets. He made the Nets a destination for elite talent. And that's all you can do. And I think, again, I hate to bring up the Knicks, but I've been hearing so much about it. The Knicks only have New York riding for them. So when so when free agents are always touted to go to the Knicks, I'm always like, okay, what else are they are they putting up there, putting out there besides being in New York? And today shows that just being in a big market doesn't matter. Just just having a history doesn't matter. You have to put stuff on the table to recruit elite town hold on though i don't think the nets uh, okay i'm not
0: maybe they are a better team they're clearly a better team one went to the playoffs one was the worst team in the league but like when you compare the pieces if you take away deandre russell take away the free agents that everyone signed i i don't know if like if you're gonna go to new york and your goal is like your goal is to be the the king of new york you go to the Knicks. Obviously, they, they look at this Nets team, and they see guys like Dinwiddie and Lavert and even no. Jared Allen, and there's those are pieces they have to win. But the Knicks also have a couple of guys who maybe they're not world beaters and they're so young and you don't know how they're going to develop, but they have some guys. They got R.J. Barrett, Dennis Smith Jr. Trier came along nicely that, to the end of last season, same with Robinson. And, you know, you got one season out of Kevin Knox, so there's more time for him what? to
1: develop. But but here's the thing. This is what I'm saying. I don't think it's about being the king of New York. I think it's about going to the better team. And you tried to make the point that um that the Nets don't have as much of a better team as you think. But I think they do. I think Dinwiddie, Karis LeVert, and Jared Allen are more proven to more proven talents than a lot of the players. No, no, I
0: definitely agree with that. I mean, they went to the playoffs last year. There's no debate in that that sense. But I don't think these guys are really, like, these are the guys you're going to have to rely on to win these championships. Because obviously, you're going to have KD and Kyrie, but you need, you know, some backup with them.
1: Yeah, and the Nets, like, uh, to me, they clearly have the Knicks outclassing in that regard. They might... Oh, I don't want to make this take, but like Uh-oh, I think they it. even just, in, terms de- de- in terms of debt. In terms of debt, they might even have the Warriors beat because the Warriors really Ooh. put their stock into four players. Think, no, no, think no. Think <gasps> about the bench of the Warriors. Think about the bench of the Warriors. I'm I'm not kidding. Like you have Kevin Loody, you have Quinn Cook, you have um, Andre Iguodala, and you have and you have Boogie Cousins. I think Boogie, you can make the case for the Warriors, but like in terms of depth and the amount of quality players you're putting out there on a quality ba- on a regular basis, I think the Nets have them. Beat. Well, this is and why I always thought. But I'm just a Nets fan, so maybe I'm biased. This is why I
0: always thought the Clippers were that destination because if you want to talk about depth, they they got it. You go in there play with Gallinari, Lou Will, SGA came along pretty strong as a rookie. Uh I'm forgetting someone off the top of my head, but uh Oh, Mantras Harrell. Mantras Harrell was actually um, yeah.
1: Mantras Harrell was yeah. He was a beast. Yeah, he was really season.
0: good. And uh, so I think that. would... I mean, don't get me wrong. They're still in it for Kawhi, so they're not really done yet. But I thought if you want to go to a team that's gonna be able to compete, and this is now pretty much a wide open NBA. No team has really distinguished themselves after free agency as as the team. Even the Nets with Kyrie and KD, which are great moves. They still. I don't know if they're like they're gonna have to wait a season for KD to get back but even when he's back i don't know if they're clearly ahead of the rest of the nba what do you think
1: um no i don't think they're clearly ahead of the rest of the nba i think KD and Kyrie, and we also it's also to be said that we we don't know how good KD is going to be when he comes back i think he's still going to be at least uh, i expect top five player on the on the planet but like you don't really know mm-hmm. because it's a torn Achilles. What about the East
0: So I, I I was pretty broad with that. I said like, all oh, the whole NBA, but how do you think they compare with the, yeah. the top of the East? You got the Sixers who made some pretty big next moves. Year,
1: there. Next year, or when they have both Katie and Kyrie back? Uh, both. those are both, two both. totally different. Okay. So with Kyrie back, I would say they're about, they're a four or three seed, I would say. Like, it depends on if Y comes back to the Raptors. That's definitely a defining factor. But, um, yeah, I would say in that three to four seed range with Kyrie, I think I think people are underrating like the Nets bench. I think the Nets have like a really because that that's how, that's how they want. The only weakness, the only strong weakness for the Nets last year was no big, no person who could defend big men, and yeah. you have that in DeAndre Jordan now. You have that in DeAndre Jordan now, but yeah, they overall they're a solid team. Kyrie is definitely an upgrade over D'Angelo. They haven't lost much besides that. Ed Davis was a good piece. Yeah. But like, and Jared Dudley, but Jared, J- you know what? I don't want to trash on Jared, Jared wow, Dudley. Wow, you were about because, to come at Jared Dudley?
0: No, I, I would say in
1: terms of he is my man. But in terms of skill, he's not a huge loss. So in terms, in of, terms of skill, of, he's not your man's. In terms, no, because what he brings to the team in morale, yeah, nah, charisma, that's def- That's definitely something that, that's valued. But like in terms of skill, we're definitely better. We also signed Garrett Temple, which is an underrated signing, yeah, in my opinion. It's a good bench player. And Yeah, I just think they're deeper than people think. I think they're definitely going to compete for one of those top spots in the Eastern Conference. But besides that, I don't really have much to say. I think they'll be a solid team. If I, I just want to
0: be able to make one regular season game. For this upcoming season please if anyone in the nba is listening i already know what it is nets know at is. celtics on christmas day please that's all i ask. so so what that that so rivalry has just been taken to another level now to be honest even i don't know you're a nets fan you probably have a better idea is that really even a rivalry you had that trade that i brought up to start this and I, I, outside of that is it really I think- a rivalry
1: no, I don't think it's that much of a rivalry because so much time has passed. I think the Knicks, Knicks and Nets rivalry is going to hit a lot more. I think what? it's going to be oh, I mean it is a, it a little is. bit but if it I don't know now it, you
0: have a guy who literally replaced Kyrie and like you Kyrie's okay. going to go play the Celtics against Kemba now who is okay. like his
1: replacement, okay. you know. But you're talking about same city. Yeah. You're talking about and and if the Knicks are able to um, put together a semi-competitive team, like seven, seven or eight seed. Like, Julius Randle's a good player. Um, Yeah, we're, we're, that's to be seen. That's, I, be seen. that's I like. To no, be To be, be honest, but.
0: everyone's going to shit on the Knicks, but I don't even... I think their moves they made today were pretty solid. Like, okay. Like, they're, there's nothing okay. you can do no, if you're going to swing and miss on the, t- the two big free agents that you were going after. A guy like Julius Randle, who averaged 21 points a game last year, is not really a bad consolation prize
1: yeah yeah but that that's the thing that there is the context of they missed out on kyrie irving and kevin durant who were speculated to go there for over a year now so it kind of dampens everything and it just hurts with the
0: porzingis trade because now it kind of seems like you traded porzingis for no reason obviously he wanted out apparently is what they were they were poured out of there but, I mean, you gave up Porzingis for, like, they got unprotected draft picks, I believe. But even those picks, even if they're unprotected, they're the Mavericks have a pretty solid future. So, who knows if those picks land in, like, the yeah, 15 dead. to 20. like, And then, at that point, they're not even useful. But, at the same time, I'm pretty sure in 2013, people were saying the same shit about the Celtics-Nets trade. That was the expectation, yeah. at least, for a lot of it. So, uh, you never yeah, know how so, these turn so- out.
1: So back to what I was saying about the rivalry. Um the thing like the thing about it is like if they're semi competitive, like seven or eight seed, I could see that being like heated. Like if KD comes to MSG, oh. he'll probably get booed. Yeah, definitely. I, I think most I, I think most like Knicks fans like recognize it's Dolan's fault, but like there's still gonna be that animosity there. But yeah, as far as KD concerned, I, I don't really have much else to say.
0: Yeah, I mean it's just a crazy move. I, I like I said at the start, I did not expect these two to actually I didn't even I thought if K D was gonna do something it would be by himself. And the same with Kyrie, because Kyrie talked the reason he left
1: the Cavs, he didn't want to be under LeBron's no. wing. Now he's gonna be under KD's wing. Okay, but it's different. It's different because ah, Yeah, how with, different no, is it? No. Oh, I, are, are we really trying to get into a LeBron argument right now? I don't think we are, but, I, but like, I'm not even trying to make a LeBron argument. I'm trying to make a Kyrie argument cuz he No, no, it's it's about it's about how LeBron is viewed, okay? LeBron is viewed as like the guy who carries everyone, carry carries whatever team he goes to to a chip. So he's always going to get that credit. is not seen in the same light because he went to the Warriors. He's not seen he's seen as the guy who went to the Warriors to um to get a ring, so he's not viewed in the same light as LeBron is now. If you want to debate that stupid, like you can go ahead and do that, but that that's the overall vibe that the two give off. Forget that, across, though, like, He
0: said he wanted his own team, and this is not his own team. This is this is now KD's team. Who KD K- KD no, or Kyrie Kyrie Kyrie? <laughs> he wanted. Okay, wait, he went to the Celtics. Okay. So that was his Everybody, idea was to be the leader of that team, and obviously, ever
1: this season showed that he's he couldn't be that leader for that team. Everybody, I it's a tough one because, um, because Kyrie he's going to a player, he's going with the player I believe he sees more as an equal than a person that's like, because LeB- like I said, it, it really has to do with the perspective on LeBron and Katie. I think they're viewed in two totally different lights. I think the that also reflects on the NBA players and their decisions. and. Yeah, that's 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 really my argument, because I, I don't think you can compare like being on a team with LeBron James to being a, on a team with like a, a KD or a Kawhi. Like if, if Kyle Lowry is um if Kyle Lowry was on a team with LeBron, I think he be, viewed a lot differently than if he was on a team with Kawhi. All right, I, I think I think we should shy
0: away from the LeBron because we're gonna get into so much LeBron shit, and I feel yeah, like this yeah, is no, the one right, day yeah. of the year
1: that, that's LeBron's what, name that's isn't what, in the
0: headlines. So,
1: yeah, that that's why I was saying like
0: we should stay away from yeah, this. So. so let's just move on to. Uh, here's what I thought that the second biggest, the biggest surprise at least was Jimmy Butler. The sign and trade to the heat. I love Jimmy Butler's strategy of going to free agency and was like, all right, so who's the team's like everyone most free agents are like, oh, who's got the most cap room? Where can I go? Enhance my image. Jimmy Jimmy Butler was like, fuck that. Who has the least amount of cap room that I can go after? <laughs> and he was like, it, like the Heat and the Rockets were like two of the biggest you know competitors for him which is crazy because they were so far into the luxury tax and they they couldn't outright sign him so there needed to be a sign and trade
1: and i i swear jimmy butler chooses the most random teams <laughs> to like join like it's every single time every sing- <laughs> like whatever team you don't think jimmy butler gonna join like he just ends up on that team like like everybody speculates, oh, you know, this team would be a good fit for Jimmy Butler. This team would be a good fit for Jimmy Butler, and then Jimmy Butler just goes to whatever team he wants. It, it's kind, it's kind of fresh. I, I know it's personality. A like- lot. I think this is the best fit for him. Even though, like the the South
0: sal- financially, I mean, he's gonna get his money. But like, it wasn't I- looked at. I love this fit for Jimmy Butler. So he's gonna go into no, I a team a good- now. He's gonna have Justice Winslow. He's gonna have Bam. I don't. I. I'm not gonna even try to pronounce his last name right now. But they have some like solid pieces. They I I saw they got rid of Dragic in that trade, so they're gonna be down a point guard at yeah. least. But I, I just see him as like the leader of the Miami Heat. I don't know. It just it it feels right if I like just thinking about him in a Heat
1: uniform. No no, I definitely agree with that. But if I'm turn if I'm talking about greatest fit, I don't know about that. Because I think the greatest fit for him would have been um, with Kawhi in in LA with the Clippers, but like I'm not mad at he like he he can do whatever he wants. He can pursue whatever career path he wants. But he's definitely if they're going to be a a, a legitimate contender. They're ways off right yeah, now. Yeah, no, I agree There's with that. Been-
0: I don't think they're uh, like a, a real contender right now. But he does have... I don't know if... I want to see if more details come out about that. I mean, I, I'm, I'm guessing it wasn't the five-year max with the sign intrigues. I feel no, like no, you can't do no, that.
1: No, 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 no. He signed a max contract. So, but is it for five
0: years, that. though? Is it a five-year max?
1: I don't know if it's a five-year That's what year I'm max. saying,
0: because I don't know if he's going to be there for four or five. I mean, regardless, I feel like this was a move that Jimmy made for the long haul. Like, it's, this season upcoming, they're looking at, you know, if everything goes right, maybe they could sneak in as a 7 or 8 seed. They still have, I think they have moves to make, to be honest, because they don't have a point guard right now after Train Drogic. So they're, they're running with, uh, Dion Waiters is going to get back. They got Harrow from Kentucky. And then Derrick Jones, I mean, I, I, I don't know much about Derrick Jones. I see him all of the highlights of him, like, dunking on everyone. But I don't
1: know how serviceable of a player he is. Um. Yeah, I definitely think they're one of those fringe teams. Definitely higher end fringe teams. Um, they're they actually really, if if you really think about it, some of the moves today really emptied out like the fringe like teams of the um Eastern Conference a little Mm bit. Like Charlotte doesn't have Kemba anymore. Um, Orlando's still in there. I shouldn't have said that, but Orlando was making moves today. to uh, we'll get into that a little bit
0: later but Orlando actually yeah. made a couple moves today that
1: yeah, some no, big no, money no. moves like yeah they just like popped into my mind i was like oh, orlando's still there like <laughs> and it's funny because i was so high on them during the playoffs but i forgot i forgot so, all
0: about them just now i'm sorry to interrupt but like free agency is still pretty much going on as we're recording this and i just saw something pop up that the warriors are interested in D'Angelo russell
1: for the sign and trade that would be crazy. I don't know where they would put him, though. I guess at the two. So No, oh, wait. Oh, yeah, because Clay, Clay's yeah, Clay is going to be out.
0: Play. So I guess they're thinking that's the Clay replacement for this season. But what are you going to do after yeah, that? Wait. Like, I don't Six man, six man. I, I don't know. Like, you <laughs> put him on the bench. Like, yeah, I don't know. Especially they're going to have to put a lot of money into him. Do they really want to do this to commit that? They're going to commit probably 25 plus million a year.
1: My. Apparent, but like, okay. Um, Carl Anthony Towns posted like yes, loading I on like a Snapchat. So I don't know. Like, it seems like him to the Wolves is like a done deal, but we we can't be for we can't be for certain on that. And um, the Lakers are definitely still in the mix from everything I've seen, and I think that would that would be the cool. And as someone who like doesn't want to see the Lakers like be like run the league for the next few years. I I would like to see D'Lo go back to the Lakers because it's it's like it's basically like retribution for like everything they did and he's just coming back and he's like yeah, yeah you need me you you need me to I, succeed. They kind of kind of do rough. need him right now. I don't see who's the point. I, yeah. A lot of to-
0: I they don't have to hear a lot of so say they get Kawhi, right? Which is a legit possibility at this point. Excuse me. It is a legit possibility. Um, I hate to admit that. If they get Kawhi, People are talking about LeBron just as the point guard, like just taking over at point guard. So I, that'd be pretty interesting. I feel like this year you're not going to see LeBron with, uh, I think he had 28 and eight and eight this year, something like that. You're not going to see him average over 27 points in my opinion. I think now that he has a guy like AD and hopefully he's looking for a guy like Kawhi, he's going to be way more into being a passer and just doing focusing on the other uh sides of his game that are so great and he's gonna take a little bit of load
1: off scoring I mean the only reason I'm hesitant to um agree with that is that we've never seen a player make LeBron do that before like but I think Kawhi Leonard is that player to do
0: that and not even that he has just Kawhi to do that he has AD too so it's not one player it's
1: two players like and yeah I know he had Basha Wade but I, I don't know yeah, it's, I feel it, like that's honestly like that's honestly like the best comparison for this that we have. Like it, it is. But I think AD I is say.
0: fought way far more further
1: along than Bosch was. Oh, and by the way, on G- Jimmy Butler, it was a four-year max deal. So you were right. Okay, it was so a four-year four. max deal. Yeah, 142 mil. But I want to keep on Kawhi actually because actually say, save about- Kawhi because I think we
0: should save that for the end because there's still like a couple other moves I wanna go through right now. Because okay. especially we yeah. talked about the sign trade for Jimmy Butler only for the heat side. Now I want to get into the Sixer side, who not only uh, okay. got yeah. uh Josh Richardson out of the signing trade, but they come out of nowhere with this Al Hordford deal. And <gasps> that
1: I I
0: don't know they where have they a pulled scary that starting five right now. They do. Like and if you couldn't get Jimmy Butler, so, sorry, I'm going ahead of you, but if you can't get Jimmy Butler, I feel like almost the next best thing to do was to get a combo of Josh Richardson who's a up he's a pretty he was the one of the leading scorers for the Heat last year. You put him on your team along with Al Hortford, who's
1: that I mean, how are you scoring down low on the Sixers this year? Yeah, I think they picked up two very underrated players. I think people because I was looking at like the buzz on social media about these trades, and there was a lot of Sixers clowning actually. Really? Like, yeah, there was a lot of Sixers clowning because they did they did lose JJ and they did lose um they did lose Jimmy Butler, but I think people are underrating Josh Richardson a little bit, like because like he wasn't in a competing team, and when you put him on a team that's competing really for a championship, they they were. They were one game away, one, one shot away from making the finals. Um, I think he's going to make an impact, a, a strong impact. And when it comes to Al Horford, he's coming from a winning environment, a veteran, especially with Embiid. Like with him, I think he's going to be a great influence for him on his game. Um, yeah, these are just positive moves for the Sixers. Um, but I, I just don't get the... Um, also, I, I I don't get. Okay. I can't believe we no, no, made, no, we no. didn't
0: no. mention the the biggest one they made. Tobias Harris, the the full. Oh max. yeah, to, okay. and then also just to throw yeah, on because- the side, they re-signed Mike Scott for two years, got him for under a little less than under ten million.
1: Yeah, I yeah those those fly under the radar because they're like re-signs, yeah. but yeah, Tobias is a big deal keeping. Keeping Tobias and Jimmy was definitely their goal going into well, the offseason. Here's what's interesting about that.
0: That's here's what, that's what's interesting about that. They picked Tobias over Jimmy Butler because they could have given Jimmy the. I think if they, you give they offered Jimmy the fifth year, I think Jimmy stays.
1: Did Did Jimmy really want to stay stay there? He seemed
0: like, like he really like towards the end of the season. Him and, and Bede seemed like they were really getting tight. Like I remember they were just like like at the press conferences they would always do it together and they always seemed like they were having
1: we, fun. I'm definitely gonna have to do more research on that because like it, it definitely didn't seem like he hated being there, but like as far as um as far as staying, I, I don't know what his mindset was. It looked like as soon as off season began he, he started exploring mm-hmm. his options immediately. But yeah, I, I don't know. But as far as Tobias goes, I don't think there's there's anything wrong with giving him that deal. There's there's nothing wrong. He's a solid player I think I think he's also underrated in some respects because like people people say um, Oh, you could give Jimmy the max deal instead of Tobias. But I think he's around that same level and if, the, and if there's any difference there I think it definitely leaves in leans in Jimmy's favor but Tobias is right there if not a little below both both great players both weren't that max deal, but I'm not mad at them choosing to bias over Jimmy, yeah, and then just to get into
0: one other i guess we're gonna stick with Eastern Conference contenders right now uh the Bucks had a very interesting day, so they they made some they oh, made yeah. some moves, which was getting they held on to Chris Middleton, which we'll probably get into that one. Brook Lopez, I thought was a huge deal for them. They got him for four yes. years for 52 million, and I thought getting him as quick as possible was perfect because he's the type of center that is gonna go off the board very quickly if you're not aggressive with him. And then George Hill, they they got they resigned him as well. So those are guys who played pretty big playoff minutes for them. But then they lose Mirotic, who I towards the end he was almost unplayable against the Raptors. So I guess. They realized they had to move on from him anyway, and then he goes and signs in, what was it, Barcelona, I think? Somewhere overseas. Yeah,
1: yeah he's definitely where he, he's playing in the EuroLeague now. Yeah. Uh, the, the exact team doesn't come to mind, but... And then the big the big uh move, or
0: I guess, no, it was a move they made, the sign and trade of yeah, Malcolm it's... Brogdon. They get one first and two seconds back. And here's something. Uh, first of all, I don't like the idea of taking Middleton over Brogdon. I understand. I also don't like
1: I also don't like See, that. I agree Middleton,
0: with you. Middleton, I feel like he comes at a position, like small for like wing guys, I feel like are harder, like good wing guys are harder to come across than good guards are. But I think Brogdon just had a bigger impact on this team than Middleton did at times. Middleton it was a great scorer. You could put up, you know, I think he had about 20 points a game this year. So. But now you're going into the next five years with him and the way you're paying him, he has to be your, your second guy to Giannis now. There's no other guy you can really bring in to get this team much better. So you're going to have to rely on Chris Middleton to be your legitimate second option. And, you know, if he's not... There have been times in the playoffs we've seen recently that he's not. he's not always there. So... They gotta get a little more consistency out of
1: him, and to just give up brogdon i I don't know if I like that that move no i I actually agree with you one hundred percent. um, I think Brogdon is definitely the more talented player. I think he definitely has a higher ceiling than chris middleton um and also i I also agree with you about the second option. I'm not fully convinced that on a yearly basis, consistently. He's worth the kind of commitment that they gave him. They gave him five years, $178 million. Chris Middleton. And there are only two contracts in the NBA that in, to- in total like like amount of money earned eclipse that contract. And those two contracts are Steph Curry's and Russell Brestbrooks. Now, I'm not a genius. I'm not, I'm not the best with insight, but when I see his name up with those two players, the impact does not equal out for me. Absolutely
0: not. And so I've been thinking about this a lot lately, and uh, I hate to say this, but the Bucks give me a lot of vibes that remind me of the, 09, the late 2000s Cleveland Cavs. And you just got this this transformational player, and you're surrounding him like you know they're gonna pick up they're gonna make us they're gonna make a big splash you know making the bucks make this move with Middleton. Uh, the Cavs I remember went out and trade from Mo Williams, who I I think Middleton probably has a bigger impact than Mo Williams did. But Mo yeah, Williams, uh, yeah, I was about Mo to Williams say. was still a pretty good player, and that was their their move, and that was supposed to be his second guy. So yeah, I, I was, just but I, I don't think Middleton is that much above what Mo Williams was, and now I feel like the uh, Bucks. What they did do is they they filled out their roster a little bit, so they still have Brook Lopez and they still have they're gonna have George Hill, but I I don't know. I feel like they gotta be a little more aggressive with making this roster because Giannis becomes a free agent not this next summer but the summer after that, so it's crazy to think that, oh, Giannis would try to force his way out of Milwaukee. He doesn't seem like that type of player, but he does seem like a type of player who wants to win at all costs. So if the Bucks don't show that they're trying to do everything they can and staying aggressive in free agency and trades, I could see him maybe trying to force his way out. And before you think I'm crazy thinking about this, look at, in the, since two years ago, since the 2017 offseason, we've had four elite players want out of their situation we've had it happen with Kawhi we've had it happen with Kyrie Kyrie twice actually we've had it with AD and we had it with Paul George so this is just since 2017 that we've had these kinds of instances and obviously they're all under different circumstances but you gotta think if you're the Bucks. hey I gotta stay aggressive because if in two years if maybe save the Bucks. Just, you know, get some injuries next year and they don't win 50 games next year. They win around 46, 47 and maybe they don't go far in the playoffs. Maybe Giannis looks around his team and says, hey, I don't know if I can really
1: win with these guys. OK, so I'm going to address everything you just said because it was a lot. Um, first of all, I do agree that Giannis leaving Milwaukee is a real possibility Obviously it's too early to make like a substantive claim of that, but it, it's it's on the table. Yeah. And <clears throat> if we don't see greater success from the Bucks, he he might feel like the franchise is getting complacent, much like LeBron with the Cavs, like on his way out. Like they got complacent, they weren't adding enough talent around him. And I'm talking about the first run with the Cavs, by the way, not a second run. But um yeah. In that regard, yeah. But I don't think the Bucks are as bad as the Cavs yet. No, I don't I even believe the Bucks, they're
0: that as bad of a team, but they're similar to that team, in my opinion. If they're they're still similar, a better team, but you know, everyone wants every, people think this is a crazy comparison, but the Cavs won sixty-six games in one season. They were the one seed, they've won sixty games too. So I I don't the Bucks won sixty games this year pretty much all behind Giannis and not not all behind Giannis they they did have a good team so played good but that's another thing you I forgot I, it's crazy I forgot about Bloodsoe because they they signed him to a pretty big contract but they're gonna I have to rely on him a lot and we've seen him
1: get cooked pretty bad in the playoffs too um yeah and I'm actually gonna help out your point in this regard because this just popped in my head um this is definitely a more free agent centric league. Than it was at that time, mm-hmm. and a lot of the talent is top heavy in each of the conferences, so you also got to factor that in in comparisons of the two teams. But yeah, was there another point you made before that I didn't address,
0: mm-hmm.
1: or did I? Did I cover no, everything? I think you got pretty much everything. That was,
0: that uh, was a little long winded, but that's pretty much all I was bringing up. I just, I just think the Bucks need to be more aggressive. I think. If in free agency, they don't hit it, that's fine. There's still more guys out there they can get. But uh, I think they got to be a little aggressive in the trade market, maybe, even though some of their assets, maybe that's why I think Brogdon, I thought he was a little more than I thought they should have resigned him. And then, hey, if we got to move on from him, he's at least an asset we can move on from, you know, outside of that, who can they trade now if they want to get a big piece next to
1: Giannis? If I'm playing devil's advocate for the Bucks, I do think that was the mindset with the Brogdon trade. I think they wanted to collect more assets so they could surround Giannis with more young talent in the future. I think that was their mindset. Now we gotta see if that trade pays off. Well, it was only one first and two seconds, which isn't bad, but it's I I think
0: if you package Brogdon together with something else, maybe down the road, it's you get more out of it. And another thing, sorry keep going on, but they they also made the Pacers a way better team. The Pacers, are, they made, the Pacers were making moves today, too. And now you get Brogdon to put in the backcourt at Depot. This is a team that they have to play in the playoffs, most likely. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Holy fuck. So, <laughs> the Warriors got d on the sign and trade.
1: For four years, $117 million. What? What? This is live, people. This is a live reaction. I can't believe that. That is so wild. How do they pull these players from nowhere? How do they play? Like, players just come. Like, oh my god. I, I'll root for d So root, As a fan I'll root for That
0: backcourt is now Steph, D'Angelo, Russell, and Clay Townsend. <laughs> so like, hey, I mean, you lose KD, you might as well get something back for him, right? They they could put
1: they could put they could put Clay at the um at the yeah three, they too. could I they mean they're Draymond gonna have to now, I feel like yeah wow and he's a good defender he could definitely defend a lot of threes maybe maybe some bigger guys Draymond switches off of but so I was gonna try to also yeah. talk about the worst because we've been
0: heavy into the Eastern Conference and this is this is a, this big, is a big move news. for them because. I mean, there, once Clay gets healthy, you're still returning the backcourt of
1: a 73-9 team. So, man. they, they No, they're going to be contenders, but I think a lot of the other teams have stepped up. I think the Warriors have made teams step up to the plate when it comes to acquiring like a lot of I talent. I agree with that. I think, the, I think the dynamic has changed a lot over the past few years. It's changed. That's why they were 73. 73 and 9 a few years ago, they probably wouldn't go 73 and 9 again. But yeah, that's that's all I have to say on them.
0: And then but you also have to see Iguodala is a year older now. Livingston I think yes. is out. I'm pretty sure there's a lot of people saying he might retire. They're they're not
1: going to bring him back. That's that's what I'm saying. But okay. Because this is actually one of the problems um I had with the Warriors and um I also think with sign it picking up another big contract like this because I was hoping they would do something else with this money. I hope I hope they would acquire a lot of debt in their team. Like I, I thought they were gonna acquire role players because that's really what led to their downfall mm-hmm. like last year. They didn't have enough to obviously you can't replace Katie Okay. I'm not asking them to replace Katie But if you have the correct measures in place, the correct players and the correct players to go to in that situation You can survive, and they were a good enough team without KD, and maybe actually I wouldn't say without Clay, but definitely without Clay D KD to make it by, and maybe win a championship if they had the depth. That it's crazy that
0: warrants a. Did they even need the depth? Because guess what, if Clay doesn't go out, they lost that game by pretty much one bucket. So I think if even if Clay stays there. We might not be talking about Kawhi Leonard as this, you know, Finals MVP hitting free agency if Clay just do- if
1: Clay doesn't have that injury happen to him. Like it, you could say it, if it didn't happen, but that's ifs. Like yeah. it did happen, it um it it did happen, and you need to be prepared for those types of scenarios. It's hard. You don't you don't go into a season like expecting your best players to all get hurt at the same time but you need to be prepared for those scenarios that's why the raptors were one of the best teams and why they ultimately won a championship they always had a player for every situation and yeah and even without Kawhi on the floor when he was out they they still played well enough to get by but yeah, I, I wish the I, the Warriors added more depth with that money, but Delos, I'm not gonna be mad at Delo. Delo's a great player. I, I loved him on the Nets, and he's gonna do well for them. No, but I just I just want to get back to one thing you said about the depth. I feel like that's just the risk you take
0: when you construct this team. No, like, yeah, four, I definitely agree. All stars. So like, if you're obviously if you're gonna sign all that those players to the big money contracts, you're not gonna be able to get good quality uh, bench players. You're going to have to settle for guys like Jurepko and uh, Jordan Bell. Like Those are your guys you just kind of got to stay with if you want this team of four, all, four to five All-Stars. You kinda,
1: it's, that's just the risk you take with it. It's true, but um, there's a difference in scenario here now. With the previous scenario, you had KD, arguably the best player in the world. Now you have D'Lo, who is a great point guard, but not one of the most elite players in this league, so I definitely think there's a difference there.
0: Yeah, I mean it, it's a pretty shocking move because now you think, what are they gonna do with Draymond? Draymond's contract comes up after this season, so
1: that's that's why I so. I, I can't even speculate on that. That's that's gonna that's gonna be a storyline, a narrative as the season plays out. We're gonna have to see with that. I don't even want to touch that. Uh, all
0: right. So I'd say let's. I'm looking down the moves that were made today and I think we hit on all the pretty big ones, but I wanna get into some I wanna get into one team who didn't do anything today. Just stood pat and not that they could, they were stuck. The Houston Rockets. So their team who was were talked about is all, oh, Capella's on the block, uh, PJ Tucker, Eric Gordon, they're all on the block. Every, they, they can be had if you they were talked about in the potential sign and trade with uh, Jimmy Butler now I feel like they made the best move by not making a big move by not <laughs> going know. crazy because I think this team was the I, I obviously we saw the Raptors beat the Warriors but that wasn't a fully healthy Warriors the Rockets were the one team that I think had a pretty good chance at uh taking care of the Warriors Okay,
1: so the thing is, it's become clear at this point that the Rockets, as they are, are good enough to compete with the Warriors and other great teams, but they are not good enough to beat them definitively. And that that should be your goal. That should be your goal. You shouldn't settle for anything less than that. You should have a. You should be aiming for a team that ultimately beats the Warriors, and other elite teams in your conference. This team was close, though. This team was w- extremely okay, close. It, w- it and was extre- like, they Like, the, the six games here, they only went
0: to six games this year, but all those games were close games. So if a ball bounces a different way a couple times, you're looking at the Rockets in the, the NBA Finals this year. The, and you're looking, no other- and the year before that, if you... Go make like two to three of the 27 straight threes that they miss if you make just a couple of those you're probably in the nba finals that year
1: too okay
0: i think but, the team they have is ready to win it's just it's it hasn't worked out for them but i don't i didn't think that was just just because it didn't work two years in a row means oh let's just blow it up and let's see if we could try but, something else out it's not blowing it up it kind of is, though, because when you get rid of Eric Gordon and P.J. Tucker, those are
1: big players. Those are guys who take up big minutes for you. They run kind of a six no, to seven man rotation. You need, you need to adjust with how the team is evolving because Chris Paul isn't getting any younger. The rest of your team isn't. Um, it, and as far as the rest of the team is concerned, like you've taken this team to the um to that place twice in a row. And what you've done is you've come up just short. So if you have some moves in mind that can potentially take you that, that give you that smallest edge above the Warriors and other elite teams, I don't know why you wouldn't do that. But And they, there were no moves they could make on their own, realistically, mm-hmm. that, would, that would do that. So they tried to do something originally in acquiring Jimmy Butler. And that's the exact, if if you're looking at matchups and what they really need to beat the Warriors, a Jimmy Butler type player is, is one of those things. I agree. Definitely. So yeah, that's, that's my perspective on it, but you, you could stay with that team and hope like, okay, maybe, maybe it goes our way this year. Maybe we get a few breaks and we beat the Warriors, but I don't think, I don't think that's going to help you especially in competing for a championship you're like okay we're, we're, we're gonna barely beat the warriors and like hope whatever team goes in the eastern conference finals is a good matchup for us because i think the rockets are also a very matchup centric team they they need to face a team that that they can play their style against and yeah i i don't think they should have Oh my stayed- god what happened? I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> what happened? The Warriors just traded Andre Iguodala to the fucking Grizzlies.
1: <laughs> for what? For, I for don't what? know. I don't know. It for just what? Said Warriors trading Iguodala to Grizzlies. That that might have been the move I was asking for. Now they're clearing up. <laughs> if they're if they're doing that to clear up cap space, that's exactly what I asked of them. Yo. So now. So now, if if that was a move, it, let's say that is a move to clear up some cap space to get some. Other role players, I'm really liking this move now. I'm really liking the moves they're making. Who are they going after though?
0: I see uh, the, a couple of guys I've written down. You got well, D'Angelo's off the board now. Da- Danny
1: Green's still
0: there. Um, Danny Boogie Green,
1: Cousins, Boogie Cousins, you got um, Patrick, Patrick Beverly. But I mean, but you he, don't. Yeah, they're he,
0: not. He's not in consideration. But you got guys like like lower. I was thinking lower guys him like a Kyle Quinn, a JaVale McGee, maybe resign. Rondo, Rondo's still on the market too. Rondo rondo's still there kelly Ubre, i like kelly Ubre a lot i thought i think he's that gonna get paid, paid though he's, he's gonna get paid it depends how much i don't well, know um, now they're clearing up I, salary, so yeah but
1: knows. i don't know yeah i i don't know andre is like tap hit off the top of my head sorry yeah. about that but um come on you actually, gotta know this shit <laughs> yeah I, I, I gotta know andre ikudala's exact millions he makes per year every and year the signing, and the signing bonus too. and the signing yeah, bonus you gotta know this shit and the science guy, got, just gotta know that off the top of my head but yeah no if that is to clear calorie sp- calorie space, salary cap ca- salary cap space yes they're trying to take it. some calories off pretty yeah much. they're trying they're trying to take some calories you know Andre Iguodala is a big guy <laughs> but yeah um yeah, if it's to clear salary, uh, I'm with that move. I wonder who they're gonna sign in replacement. We're gonna have to do yeah. some more research on that. We're going I guess, we'll see by next week's podcast. Yeah, this is crazy. how That just went. down. I was.
0: What are they? First, also, I was gonna. Now, I was probably just gonna mention the Grizzlies and passing because I kind of like some piece. They they signed Valentunas today to three years, forty five. I think. Yeah, three years, forty five. And you put him with Jaron Jackson and John Morant. And now you got Iwadala? Is, is that Dude, like an okay
1: team? That's an okay team. They, they, I can't even call them fringe in the West. I want to call them a fringe. No, team, the West is <laughs> too stacked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the, but. the West is too stacked.
0: But yeah, it's an okay team. It's but I okay. mean, I feel like you're gonna compare that team to the Mavericks. The Mavericks don't have any big pieces yet to say they're way better than the
1: Grizzlies. they, they they've made more investments than them. I think I think they have, they're definitely. I what
0: I I think is the eight and seven seed is going to be a bloodbath for the Western Conference. Not that it it Probably. was this year. It yeah, was this yeah, year. You know, it already rush. is. Yeah. So uh, it's going to be fun this year. This this NBA season is going to be just wide open. And
1: it had
0: it's going to be wide open if Kawhi doesn't sign with the Lakers. But <laughs> and I think this is where we finish off. Now there's one big free agent who still hasn't signed yet. And this is the guy. I mean, you you should have known that he was gonna take his time with this. This is just a, such a Kawhi move to do. Just, this is you know, his mo. This take his, his time, MO. and he should. By the way, like he should. It, yo, it's it's six o'clock. That that's when free agency starts. Why is everybody signed already? Why not just take your meetings? Why not go through the process a little bit? I I understand how everyone just rushed to sign. And I guess that's where you just get the money. The quicker you sign, I guess, the more money you make. Maybe that's the sense they're thinking. But I don't know. I a guy like Kawhi taking his time. I just love to see that shit. He's gonna take his meetings. So, I it's you would think it's Lakers, Clippers, Raptors. But yeah, I, yeah, can I even say the Knicks are, are in this? Oh, man, like why you gotta do that though? Why you gotta do that?
1: Like, like for the like, two people for the two I know they're not. Yeah, <laughs> for the two people who listen to this first podcast and like one of them just happens to be a Knicks fan, you're, you're giving them hope. Like, I don't think Kawhi's gonna sign with the Knicks, but. The only reason uh, I brought it up is because I don't think anyone knows where the fuck this
0: guy is going to sign. No, Everyone can talk about where uh, he, they think he's going to sign, but no, no one James, really has
1: a good beat on where he's going. James, no one no one had any idea. I don't know if we should discuss this during this podcast, but it was very clear this offseason that the reporting was all over the oh place. Oh my god, all over so the place. bad this even, year. Even Waj was like flip-flopping on a lot of things. Have how no about one Chris Bessard has- trying
0: to cover his ass by he reports <laughs> he reports saw- KD saw- to the Nets <laughs> and then after he goes well well now I'm being told that the Warriors are going to take him back and it's just like bro you're, like these guys all reported like KD and Kawhi to four
1: different teams and they were all in New York and LA like the minute the minute I saw that KD that the Nets had confidence in getting KD instead of like it being about KD like Katie's thoughts on a team, that's mm. when I really started to get because once you're reporting on the team's confidence, that's a lot different. That's a lot different. That's when I started to get shook. That's when I started to be like, is he actually going to the nets? And um but yeah, but on an unrelated note, like I'm gonna get roasted for this, but like nice. out of everyone's reporting like this off season, I swear Stephen A's has been the most consistent. <laughs> I swear, I swear, because like he he had he had KD to um because everybody had KD and um Kyrie to the to the Knicks a few weeks ago. Everybody was saying uh-huh. that it was all over the place. Everybody was reporting that, and a few days ago he he says KD and Kyrie to the Nets is pretty much a done deal. And everybody's like, "Oh, he 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 said the, he said the same thing about the Knicks a few weeks ago." He kind of yeah, did though.
0: It- he did though. Low-key, He, he said no, it no, was like a ninety percent chance. Yeah. No. I,
1: everybody. Listen. Everybody. Stephen
0: did. A. came up the most clutch at the end of the day, but it's just it's this reporting, like sports reporters has got to be better than this. This is just no. too much flip flopping. You're just trying to make yourself look right, cover your ass for everything. No, Just listen. Yeah. Get the information and report it if you think it's a credible, if it's yeah. a, if it's and some the, and the, actual like source, not if it's just
1: some bullshit being fed to you. And also, what uh, I know, I know what I know. Why Waj reported this? It was it was very. It's obvious. Woj. It's Woj. It's not Waj. Woj. God <laughs> damn it! I always I always mess uh, it up. So wait, I'm sorry. I didn't.
0: Adrian, again, Bro- but. The Warriors traded a first round pick with Iguodala.
1: What? To, okay, they, it's re, they were trying to get off that. They were yeah, that was a trade like we're getting off that contract right now. It's definitely it's definitely yeah, it's definitely to clear up cap. But yeah, I always say Wo- Woj as Waj. I'm very sorry about that. Like I you know it's a- I know it's Adrian Woj Ranowski. I-, I know I know that's the pronunciation, but whenever I see Woj, it my mind just goes to Waj. Yeah, well he's I'm, listening right now and he's tight at Yeah, you. he's listening. Everybody no, NBA fans are listening and they're tight at me for saying Waj yeah. instead of Woj. But um but, right, yeah. so that, we, we completely trailed off for the Kawhi <laughs> okay. take that okay. we're gonna go into. Yeah. So for Kawhi. Um Kawhi I like I've been doing some contemplating over the past few days because at first I was like, no way he's going to the Lakers. Like what like because there were all those early reports to about um like like he didn't want to be a third wheel he didn't want to be a third wheel to lebron and ad and i believe that i believe that but as the reports came in that he was interested my mind automatically went back to that i was like no 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 but then i started thinking about Kawhi. if there's any superstar that's going to make that type of move it's going to be him and i don't even mean that in like a negative way i mean that in that he always talks about it being a team sport that he's just there to do his his part and he just wants to win games. And if he wants to do that, then the Lakers aren't a bad destination for him. Like if he just wants to win games, if he just wants to be a teammate and get the get the most out of his career in that aspect, then yeah, I I think the Lakers are a good destination for him. But I still can't I still can't shake that feeling that he he does care a little bit about the, being a third wheel, and he wants his own team. But I do not know Kawhi Leonard. I don't think most oh, reporters. You don't? <laughs> I do not know Kawhi Leonard. Wow. Shocker! Shocker! Wow. I, I hate I, I hate to I hate to bring that bad that that bad news. I do not know Kawhi Leonard personally. That's crazy. I, I also do not know Kevin Durant or Kyrie. Like <laughs> they just signed with your team, though. How do you not know them? <laughs> Bro, like I I didn't
0: like you know you should have been welcoming them into the, the practice facility
1: to sign the contract. Like what, didn't, what are you doing? I didn't know Waj was Woj. I I thought they were two <laughs> different people, so I don't know why you expected that from me. <laughs> um Um but yeah anyway, uh <laughs> like the I, I can't shake this feeling that Kawhi does want to be a part of his own team and that the original reporting was kind of true. Like he he does he does care about being the third wheel, he does. But everything he says, everything he puts forward is the opposite of that. So I'm really conflicted on whether he's going to go or not. I think the Raptors and Clippers are both good good destinations for him. I think if he does want to continue that path of chasing his own success, not relying on other players for success, I think I think that's the way to go. But if he just if what he says is true, what he tell what he says at press conference is true, and he just wants to talk about, he just wants to talk about um winning and being a good teammate and helping his teammates win, then yeah, I I think the Lakers are good. So what I think is that the Lakers uh, should obviously be considered,
0: but. The Clippers and the Raptors is also a really good debate on which is just the better situation. So I I think the Clippers have a more balanced, which is crazy to think about. They have a more balanced team all around that would fit Kawhi pretty well. Because when you think about it, you got Kyle Lowry. I don't know if he's definitely going to get re-signed. Well, I mean, obviously, I don't think they're thinking about any other moves until after Kawhi makes his decision. But... I feel like they only really have to build around Kawhi and Siakam for, if we're talking about five years down in the future, which is what he'll probably sign this contract for, for five. I mean, it will be five if he stays with the Raptors. A lot of people talk about maybe a one and one, which is interesting to think about it. Maybe he wants to get to that 10 year, uh, uh, threshold so he can make more money eventually make like 50 plus million a year. If he does that, if he plays 10 years, but it's just an interesting debate, because I think the Clippers, you got guys like SGA, Lou Williams, Shamit, who was just a revelation from when, uh, coming off that trade from the Sixers, and Montrezl Haro, I feel like that's a, a, night, a more solid core to go. I think Siakam is probably better than all of those players, but I just think that the Clippers have more pieces for Kawhi to be able to win consistently, even in the
1: Western Conference. Okay, so I think you make very good points, but... Actually, I don't even know if Kawhi's thinking about this, but I think it's definitely something to consider when talking about this, is that the Eastern Conference as far as making it to the finals in that conference is going to be much easier than the Western Conference still, in my opinion. Much easier? Really? Yeah. Uh, Well, I don't know about that because the Western
0: Conference, even if the Lakers don't sign Kawhi, they're still going to come at you with LeBron AD and they're probably going to fill out that roster with you know, they, they still no. got Kuzma too. They're, they're going to be a contender what I there. Said.
1: That's what Even I the said. Warriors, the Warriors aren't running away. No, no, that's what I said.
0: Isn't that what I actually, said? Actually, that is what you said, but I actually mixed mix that up. But okay. the Eastern Conference is more like, I think there's more, there's more teams at the top in the Eastern Conference. And what I mean but like, you have more, like, loaded teams. You have the Celtics, the Sixers. Now you have the Nets. Uh, the Pacers are going to be up there. So if you stay with the Raptors, I don't think it's a given that you're getting to the finals. every I year. Mean, I didn't even bring up the Bucs. Of course, the Bucs won 60 games last year. So those are a bunch of teams that I don't, I'm not confident that the Raptors are definitely making the finals in the Eastern Conference. No, I
1: don't think, I don't think they're definitely making the finals in the Eastern Conference. That's, that's not the argument. The argument is as far as the top of the conf- as far as getting to the finals, which is the harder road. I still think, because in a weird way, I
0: think the West is more top-heavy, but the East is... Uh, they have more teams at the top. This is hard to like really make sense of this. I just think the top teams at the Western Conference are better than the top teams in the Eastern Conference. But I think there's more top-loaded teams in the Eastern Conference. Unless maybe you could throw or even throw OKC. Maybe they come back and finally can start making moves. They're a great team, obviously. So are the Blazers, but... I think I'll take the, the Sixers and the Cel maybe even the Celtics over the Blazers and like that and now that they have Kemba and some maybe a, a full season of Jason Tatum getting back on his uh ability to just I uh ISO people and have the ball in his hands more often. So I think the Celtics are gonna be a better team. I just think it's say in the quarterfinals, right? I think if you're the Clippers, you can get a matchup. Maybe you get the Blazers or you get a team like uh, the Jazz. Or not that they're easy teams and they're light teams, but I feel like you're better off going against them than you are going against the Celtics, the Bucks, or the Sixers in the second round. Even the Pacers, I think, are a really good team now.
1: See, I I, I don't agree that, like, the top of the conferences are equal. Like, I think middle-of-the-pack middle teams are, like, top to mid-level teams in the playoffs are definitely going to be harder in the east. But when it comes yeah, to Yeah, that's breaking, what I
0: was that's what I was trying to say yeah, at
1: least. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I got you. But um when it comes to making the finals, breaking through that final ba- barrier, I don't think um I don't think the Clippers are going to be are going to be on that level. I don't think the Clippers are going to be able to break through teams like the Lakers and um, the Warriors with just Kawhi.
0: I'm just so hype right now that I, cause I wanted to take the Clippers just to be the, like the different stance, but like you're really trying to get Kawhi on the Lakers and I love it. Like that's that's where you're going not, for. No, man. I'm not going for. I'm going for Kawhi on. That's probably man. <sighs> LeBron, prob- Kawhi, and AD and Kuzma.
1: No, no, it's gonna be scary. It's, it's gonna like, be really scary. I I don't want another warrior situation. That's what, that's all I'm gonna say. I want everything to be as competitive and balanced as possible.
0: Well, I think we're. Uh, I think that that's all we can really say about Kawhi. I mean, if let's just give some predictions. If you gone to your head, where's Kawhi going? Staying with the Raptors. Really? So it, it's crazy how we just debated with a. Uh, back and forth, but I also think the Lakers
1: are going to be his, his choice eventually. I really hope uh, not. I really hope not. Well, is um, there anything else you want to
0: get into before we end this? Well, this up? well actually, well, there's something I need uh, a more serious topic that I need to bring up. Okay. It's, it's so, a little taboo today in today's 2019 society to even bring this up because this used to happen a lot in the 70s, 80s, 90s. But, uh, uh, yeah. just to see something like that happen in public, it's, it's really disturbing and, you know, it makes you, like, reflect in, in life a little bit what the Yankees did to the Red Sox bullpen today, uh, today, not just today, excuse <laughs> me, this whole weekend in, in London, and just everyone had to watch that oh, man I, I don't know how it was, like legal to just, like, actually show that on, on camera and everything like, they, they beat the shit out of these guys 17 um, runs and then you follow that up with, now I'm losing, see they scored so many runs this weekend, I can't even remember how much they scored today. It was 10 plus, it was, I think it was 10 or 11,
1: maybe. I think we had, um, we had 12. 12 pretty today. Sure was, sure so we scored was, over 20 runs in two games. No, no And all yeah, of it we came sc- from against the bullpen. Because I know we scored 29 runs in two games. So yeah, it was 17 and 12. Uh, yeah. But um, if you couldn't tell, we're also Yankee fans. Um, but yeah, but we we, we kind of own that division. So,
0: oh, come on, don't don't start talking reckless now. I want to <laughs> stay humble with this team. I really like. I haven't loved the Yankee team like this since probably the the championship team in '09. That was the no, last yeah. team I truly I love loved as much I, as this team. This team is is
1: amazing to watch. I ju- I just wish the pitching was better. But besides that. Definitely the most fun Yankee team to watch in a while. Um, when we made the ALCS, like it was really fun to watch, dude. But this, thats just like this, that team on steroids. So, not literally on steroids, but just you—you you know what I mean. Figure of speech. Eh, they might have literally been on steroids too. Might possibly. literally be on steroids. Possibly, possibly on steroids. But we'll, we'll put an asterisk there. But anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast for everyone's li- listening we're gonna improve you know we, we made some slip ups like you know wash and wash you know we'll-, we'll-, we'll get through that but yeah i hope you guys give us a follow stick around for more and we gotta have more content more 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 content more stuff to check out in general in the future and james if you have any final words go ahead Nah, nah, that's it you got it pretty good All right, I'll catch you guys later. I'll catch you guys later. Peace.